Road America is your national park of speed. The SVRA Vintage, Moto America Superbikes, Vintage Motofest, the NTT IndyCar Weekend, SCCA Junior Sprints, the Trans Am Speed Tour, IMSA, and more. It's racing at its best. Go to roadamerica.com. Welcome in. It's one of my favorite times of year. There's a lot of places I love. I love going to Road America. I love traveling around. love doing our cigar dinners all over the state of Wisconsin. Going to be leaving later on this afternoon and heading out to Sturgis, South Dakota. Love hanging out in the uh, Badlands, no doubt about it. To love hanging out at Lambeau and such. But there is always, always a special place in my heart for the Wisconsin State Fair, and that's where we're at today. Uh, good day to you. Today is day one. And uh, we have been here for, uh, God, I think this is now my uh, 24th straight year, 24 years of being at the fair. Um, I have, in one way, shape, or form, whether it's the entire run or at least a day, have never missed opening day at the Wisconsin State Fair. And today we are back here again. We are in the Goose Island Ale House at the Budweiser Pavilion. And if you're uh, looking at the pavilion and you look off to your right, you see the Goose Island Ale House. We're in the back. That's our, our radio broadcast booth, and it has been pretty much since they built the Goose Island Ale House. So if you are coming out to the Wisconsin State Fair today, make sure you come by and uh, you give me a wave or say hello or what have you. But uh, it is a, it's a good day. Good day to be here. Great day to uh, just kind of uh, take it. It's going to be a warm day today, so you can come out. You can do a little hydration and hang out with us as it just it's just now opening. The first beers of the year were just poured, and uh, we are now underway officially at uh, the Wisconsin State Fair right across from the Cream Puff Pavilion. So come on by and say hi. Um, and by the way, if you want to get a hold of the program and you want to call in and you can't make it down here in person, uh, go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us, as always. You can also track us down uh, via email. You can simply email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can find us there. Uh, you can track us down also uh, on all the different apps and uh, different ways to tune into the program, such as if you want to go to Spotify, Google Podcast, what have you, uh, Apple iTunes, you can find us there. You can listen to us on uh, YouTube, and you can watch on YouTube as well as Facebook, simply uh, youtube.com slash Show, youtube.com slash Show, or on Twitch TV or on Kick TV. If you download the Twitch app or the Kick app, you can follow us there, simply Bill Michael Show. Instagram, The Bill Michael Show. Facebook, The Bill Michael Show. YouTube, simply Bill Michael Show good way to go there you have it and uh, that's all that's all the different ways to get a hold of us today um the uh, how in the hell did they lose that game yesterday speaking of the brewers how the hell did they lose that game yesterday i'll never i just i mean i know i i get it you know they booted the ball around a little bit some errors some uh some bad pitching, falling behind. Oh, I've talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh, with Devin Williams. There are times when Devin Williams is just on, man. Here comes the airbender, and you're all over it. And then there's times where he just struggles to find the strike zone. And, man, it just – yesterday I thought, okay, series win. Here you go. Way to bounce back. And that way it would, it would have been – since June 17th, the only team 
that had beaten the Brewers in a series, in a series, would have been the Atlanta Braves going 5-1 and one against the Brewers. Okay, everybody else would have lost series, and then they go ahead and piss that game away yesterday against uh, the Washington Nationals. And now, granted, they're still a half game back in the standings, so all is not lost, don't get me wrong, but it's just, man, when, when some of the – these are the kind of games when you're sitting there at the end of the season and you say, man, we – I can't, you know, I can't believe we're on the outside looking in. We're just we're, – we're, we, we just missed the postseason by a game or two. These are the games you look back on and you go, how did that happen? How did that happen? You look back at those games and you think, man, I just, you know – and now – don't don't look now, but right in your rearview mirror, two and a half games back is the Chicago Cubs. Cubs three games behind the Reds. The Cubs win yet again over Cincinnati, and the Cubs, who who did not make major deals, Giolito, yes, or, or uh, uh, um, not Giolito. Um, help me out, Austin. Who did the, who did your Cubs pick up? Candelario. Candelario. Thank yeah. you very much. Not Friend Giolito, but Candelario. Um, the Cubs made picked up Candelario. But they didn't go out and make a ton of moves. They're just a team that's on the come right now. Things are starting to kind of come together for them. So you got Cincinnati a half game up. The Brewers a half game behind the Reds. And uh, the Reds are now three games up on the Cubs. Cubs two and a half behind the Brewers. Let me ask you this, Austin. Do you believe your Cubs are for real? Or is this just kind of they're catching lightning in a bottle right now? Uh, I think they actually got a chance. I was very happy that they didn't. So eight-game win streak really saved the season that they didn't trade everybody away for the third straight year. So I think they got a chance. I'm not going to say a great chance, but it's possible. Um, they have the Reds again coming up tonight, 7.05, first pitch down there at Wrigley. Meanwhile, the Brewers back at home. Uh, they get the Pirates that come calling, and at least uh, the Brewers get a little bit of a reprieve. Hauser goes to the hill tonight against Keller. And Hauser three and three with a 4.43 ERA, but uh, the Brewers back at home, 58 and 51, a half game back. You know, on one hand, you want to say, boy, if the Brewers can get the win, the Reds take a loss. The Brewers are back on top. But then again, if the Brewers get a win, the Reds take a loss. Means the Cubs gain yet another half game in the standings. And uh, boy, the Cubs will be one of the hottest teams in baseball as of right now. And the Brewers, and we talked about this yesterday with Tim Allen. The Brewers have not had that seven, eight, nine-game win streak yet this year. They haven't reeled that off. They've been consistent in winning series for the most part, but they haven't ripped off that eight, nine-game win streak like other teams have. The Reds have done it. The Cubs have done it. Brewers haven't done that yet this year. Brewers had it a little bit earlier in the season where they had, you know, um, you know, numerous wins. They won like eight out of ten. They've done things like that, but they have not really, you know, kind of put it together. They won six out of their first seven. Everybody was geeked. And then they had – that was their, you know, big win streak, uh, if you want to go with that, six out of seven to start the season. They lost the opener, and after that they won six straight. And if you want to consider that to be their win streak. But otherwise it's been they'd win two, they lose one. They win three, they lose one. They win two, they lose one, which is great because that will still keep you over 500. That will still put you around 90 wins if you do that all season long. And if you do it on the consistent and you don't have a losing streak, you end up with damn near 100 wins in the season. And that's fantastic. The Brewers just haven't put together that, that eight-game banger yet that you're kind of looking for. You're waiting for them to catch fire enough to where they get some pitching, because Miley didn't throw a bad game, but they get some pitching 
and they, uh, they're able to kind of string together a bunch of hits and all of a sudden yank off some wins. But sitting right now, they had the four-game losing streak. Then they finally win one. Then they peed that one away yesterday. Now they got the four-game series with Pittsburgh. Then they got a three-game series with Colorado before then they go to Chicago for the three-game series with the uh, White Sox. And then they got to go out on the West Coast. They go to L.A., uh, which who leads the West, and Texas, who leads the American League West. And that's not going to be an easy stretch by any stretch of the imagination. So Brewers, they got to make some hay now. Over the next couple of series, got to make some hay. 877-867-1670, Yeah, uh, If you want to uh, give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. We're going to talk with uh, Sherry Black coming up in the 1 o'clock hour today, the last hour of the program. Uh, she is the executive director of the Wisconsin State Fair, and she's going to swing by and tell us everything that's new, everything to look forward to coming up here at the fair this year. Also, we're going to talk with Peter Bukowski from the Locked On Packers podcast. He's going to join us in the last hour of the program today as well. We'll talk with him about what he's seen out of this Packers training camp thus far. Packers back at it. And something that's, you know, we heard Jair talk about it. He mentioned it, brought it up. We discussed it for a very brief moment in time, and now it's caught fire. Can you really believe a secondary that is now turnover Centric, called Strap City, is going to come out of a Joe Barry defense. It just doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't. I agree with you. It doesn't sound right. We'll get into that discussion coming up here in a little bit as well. Uh, Justin writes, uh, I agree with you, Bill. How in the world did they lose that game yesterday? I thought they had it won when Devin Williams came in to the game. I ended up going outside and began to cut my grass only to come back and find out that the Brewers had lost. These are the games that are going to kill them. These are the games that are going to make me pull my hair out, and these are the games that are going to cost us a season. Do they not understand that? They do. You got young guys. Uh, Monticerio, you know, booted one. You had some errors in that uh, in that inning. You had some, uh, like I said, Devin Williams falls behind when he can't get the airbender over a couple of times for strikes. I mean, the book on him is just wait until he starts throwing some strikes. When he does, then you got to go after it. you got to get aggressive. But until then, don't. Because if he doesn't throw strikes on a consistent, you're going to find yourself in hitter's counts more often than not, and then he's going to give you the fastball. And if the fastball doesn't have a ton of movement on it, you've got it. And that's what they had yesterday. They had a couple of hard-hit balls, a couple of errors, a couple of uh, behind, the, behind in the count. Next thing you know, boom, run scored. I agree. Uh, this is from Dwayne, who says, I'm excited to see what Luke Fickle can do with the Badgers this year. I am starting to bite my nails over the Milwaukee Brewers. I really thought the Brewers were going to win the division. Cincinnati is still hanging around. Now here come the Cubs. Oh, my God, anybody else but the Cubs. That's from Dwayne. Dwayne, appreciate the email. And I think uh, I was reading uh, on the live stream. I was, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before where people were going back and forth and, and talking about uh, – talking about uh, the uh, the race in the Central, and some people were saying the exact same thing. Chase says the Brewers have scored 36 runs from July 24th through August 2nd, Why the Cubs have, while the Cubs have scored 36 runs in two days. That's true, but it only equates to two wins. I agree with that. Uh, Jason says uh, in order to be Strap City in the back end, you need pressure from the defensive line and the linebackers. That will increase the turnovers. That's true. 100% agree. 100% agree. And that's all what Brian Gutekinds talked about. If you're going to get turnovers in the back end, you better have pressure on quarterbacks up front. 100% agree. 
Uh, also, by the way, coming up here, bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur as uh, he gets back at it again today and has his daily presser. So we're going to hear that coming up here at the bottom of the hour. So stay tuned. So you're going to hear some of Matt LaFleur coming out of uh, coming out of camp. Uh, Todd says, holy cream puff, sounds like a great week for all of this. It is. It is. Right where we're sitting right now, I'm, st- I'm looking straight across to the cream puff pavilion. And before we get out of here today, We've got to, I, if, even if i got to send somebody over, i got to get one of those uh, brownies. i got to get some of those brownies. Some of the, the, some of the award-winning blue ribbon brownies. If you come to the Wisconsin State Fair, uh, everybody loves cream puffs. Everybody gets them. It's tradition. You get a cream puff. You come over to the Goose Island Ale House. They have all the different special keg tappings that they do all throughout the fair every day. I think it's like 2.30 or something like that every day. 2.30, 3 o'clock. They, they have a special keg that is brewed just for the fair. And it's one keg while it lasts, and people line up for it. I mean, it's there's a line out the door every every day of the Wisconsin State Fair for the keg tapping. But what you need to do, and everybody gets the cream puffs, but I'm telling you, go over there and get a box of the brownies. Get a box of the brownies, the award-winning Blue Ribbon brownies. Oh, my God. They are to die for. They're, they're bigger than hockey pucks. They look like giant Reese cups, and they're fantastic. Absolutely, positively fantastic and well worth it. No doubt about it. Uh, again, 877-867-1670. Jason says, morning, Bill. Smoking a cigar, enjoying the show, as it should be. No cigar in here today, but I'm glad you have one. Starting tomorrow, though, there will be one in my future. I'll tell you that. Because uh, I get out of here today, zip home. The equipment goes from my truck, thrown right into the, uh, the RV, and off we go. And uh, we'll be heading out to Sturgis, South Dakota. And we uh, are going to stop somewhere. I don't know where tonight. Uh, not going to drive straight through. But somewhere tonight, uh, about seven, eight, nine hours in. And then wake up tomorrow morning, finish the last three hours. Uh, I'm off tomorrow, by the way, and then back at it on uh, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, tomorrow, though, on the show, I will say this, Todd Rosiak going to join the show and talk some Brewers baseball. So uh, I believe it's Ebo tomorrow, right, uh, Austin, you and Ebo? Uh, I believe it might something like that. Something Evo, like Evo that. Ebo for sure, I believe. And then Grant, uh, Grant, Grant is back next be, week. Yep, he'll be back next and, week. And uh, Grant and I will be here on Monday and Tuesday of next week. And uh, next Tuesday, I believe, we're going to get both Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal and Danny the Count from Count's Customs is going to join us and from the, uh, the Counting Cars show. And now he's got the band out called Counts 77. So uh, they're going to join us next the next week. So we're going to have that. And then Stacey Dales from the NFL Network is going to hit us up next week as well. So we're going to have all that going on. So good stuff there. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick uh, quick break. we got a lot to, coming up. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm coming. Hi, Mark Tauscher. Boy, you just never know when or where you're going to pop up. This time, it's my house. Can I come in? Uh, you're already standing in my living room. Ah, Tausch, you have mosquitoes in here. Oh, yeah. It's like an insect zoo right now at my house. Heads up, here comes that wasp again. Incoming. Shoo! You need Pella's 250 series of windows with exclusive hidden screens. They fit inside the actual window and protect you from nature. Okay, now that's just brilliant. Yes, please. Pella, windows and doors of Wisconsin to the rescue. You got anything to drink around here? Yeah. 
Just go right ahead and make yourself at home, I guess. Ooh, root beer. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, bundle and save. Get a 250 series patio door and eight double hung windows with hidden screens for as low as $188 per month. Visit PellaWI.com today. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 831-23. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We are live at the Wisconsin State Fair. And uh, today is kickoff day. Day one. Loving the fair. Absolutely love the fair. The uh, the Cream Puff Pavilion is directly across from me. We are broadcasting live inside the Goose Island Ale House here at the Budweiser Pavilion. And uh, good people here. The staff is open. Uh, the first beers have now been served. And, uh, man, I just, uh, you can smell it, too. That's the best part. You can smell all this stuff when you like back here right now. They have uh, they're one of the Sporky uh, um, contestants, so they've got I don't even know what the hell it is. It's like it's like spicy funnel cake fries, where they took uh, a I don't know. I have to have them explain. I'll get Josh over here from the uh, Bud Pavilion come over here a little bit later on in the show, but they they were one of the finalists for the Sporky Awards, and they had these funnel cake fries that have all this different stuff on them. So, um, so anyway, I can smell that. But my point being is when you walk outside, that's when you can really, it hits you, it punches you in the face, uh, right down off to my right, uh, which would be like your left. But uh, they have, oh, my God, the mini donuts and then the corn dogs and the elephant ears and the pizza and, and you name it. I mean, it's all uh, right just within 100 yards uh, of me here. And you got the sky glider going over and – so it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day here at the Wisconsin State Fair. So loving life right now. It doesn't get much better than this. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. So uh, John says, so if they were in the top five in interceptions, they get Gary back, pass rest should be better. Why is it that unimaginable that they'd be at the top again? Um. Well, first of all, you, you know, Josh, when you talk about getting Rashawn Gary back, it's going to be a while. I don't think Rashawn Gary is going to be back probably till mid-October, something like that. And then, you know, I, I know, and I've said it too, where you, you get Gary, you get Stokes, and it's fortification, and, you know, the defense is going to be so much better. And But I'll tell you, it just it takes a while to get back. It just does, and, and, and it takes a while for you mentally to get back and really trust the knee and the ACL. It takes you a while to get back. Um, it, it, it takes you a while to get back to, to, to full flexibility capacity. Uh, you saw it with Elton Jenkins last year. Elton Jenkins came back, but he didn't really play well early on. It took him a while to get into that groove. Same Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari got back. They put him on a pitch count, played pretty well. But when Bakhtiari finally got back towards the end of the season, then he started really playing extremely well. Um, you know, I would probably venture to guess uh, to say that you're really you're putting a lot of pressure on Lucas Van Ness and Engabari, those two guys. To kind of the to kind of rotate one two punch, see who kind of gets it going. Van Ness has been, 
you know, everything so far in camp that everybody has wanted. Um, but, uh, you know, and Justin Hollins, Jason, you're right. Justin Hollins as well, Preston Smith. Uh, really, also, it's going to depend on what Quay Walker does. Does he step up this year? Is he better against the run? Do they use him and utilize him in different ways with, uh, with uh, Devondre Campbell? Devondre Campbell really wants to have a, a bounce-back year off of the year he had a couple of seasons ago. So, and, and then, obviously, what you get out of Devontae Wyatt and, and Kenny Clark, T.J. Slayton. So, yeah, I, I, as much as I want to say with Rashawn Gary back, I think I say if I had to look at Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes this season, they are bodies of depth. That's what you hope for. If you get more, that's icing on the cake. But that's all you're hoping for is just that they can come in and they're bodies of depth. That's it. Uh, Joe says, hey, Bill, just a heads up, we have a flood watch here in Rapid City. That runs from today till Saturday. There's a possibility of three to five inches of rain. The highs for your uh, time out here is in the upper 70s. By the way, the last quick trip coming this way is in Worthington. I, I, I always say Rochester. You're right. Worthington. Not, uh, not Rochester. It's Worthington, Minnesota. And I don't know why I forget that because there's a Worthington, Ohio. I used to drive past it all the time going up to Columbus. So you are 100% correct. Jason says, uh, Wyatt and Wooten have impressed early. All we can do is continue to watch. Absolutely true. 100%. Kendall says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, I believe that uh, Rashawn Gary is going to be back sooner rather than later. He is playing extremely coy right now. Do you feel he can come back and contribute rather than be, that rather than be just a body? Kendall, no. I, I he's playing coy because he's really not sure when he's going to be back. And remember, here's the other thing to remember, is the Packers medical staff are extremely cautious. They are one of the more cautious medical staffs out there when it comes to putting guys out there too soon. They just don't do it. They'd rather put them out a week late and make sure that they're 100% than put them out a week early and risk getting it re-injured at 80%. They're, they, they just, they're just that way. They always have been. Doc McKenzie's always – and that's one of the things that guys will tell you up in Green Bay is that they really believe – I know that, you know, Zedarius had his issues, and there's a couple of players that have talked uh, about, you know, the, the medical staff. But for the most part, guys know that that medical staff has their back. They're not going to put them back out there uh, unless they deem it really safe or as safe as it can possibly be to put you back out on the field of play. They've always been that way. Um, Ronald says, so tired of relief pitchers having to pitch certain innings. Uh, the two errors would not have happened had Council left Piamps in after an easy eighth inning. Williams pitched the night before and then put in a day game. It didn't make sense. He didn't look good from the very first pitch, relying too much on the airbender uh, instead of attacking the batters, what a closer should be doing, which I 100% agree. Uh, Jason also says, uh, seeing Van Ness, uh, you get uh, thoughts of Aaron Campman. Don't you? I th- I would completely agree with that. Aaron Campman, though, was more of a defensive end, down lineman. Uh, and then when they started standing him up on the outside, he wasn't comfortable. He didn't like it th- uh, that way. But he earned the contract, man, and played his ass off. I I, I would agree with that. 
but he does kind of remind Van S. I will say this, Jason. Van S. has the same work dog mentality as Aaron Campman and when Aaron, as Aaron Campman did. So absolutely. Uh, Dennis says, with Carlson's struggles, do you ever see Packers recalling Mason Crosby? Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say never. I think it would be a far reach, but I'm not going to say never. It it just depends. I mean, I don't know what Mason is doing as far as keeping in shape. Uh, I got to think that if he wants to kick again, that maybe if you know, um, that maybe if. When he left town, he and his agent talked to Brian Gutekinds and said, hey, look, um, if indeed things go awry, uh, I'll stay in shape and, and, you know, give me a call. Maybe. Otherwise, I, I would say that's probably a long shot. And remember, you know, with where they're at right now, that was – that's a draft choice. That's a draft choice. I mean, I know Mason. If, if Mason's going to kick anywhere, unless somebody calls him and offers him a boatload of money. I mean, Mason, I believe he's been staying in shape, and I believe that that uh, he wanted to kick again this year for the Green Bay Packers. So I, I can't say for sure. I think some people are saying he was kicking some stuff on Instagram and showing on Instagram. Um, But – Again, remember, for you, what you get out of Anders Carlson in kickoffs, you don't want to have two positions. You know what I mean? You don't want to have two positions. You don't want to have a kickoff specialist and then a field goal specialist, you know? You, you, so, anyway, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to get to right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad to have you. We are broadcasting live. It is day one of the Wisconsin State Fair, and uh, there's, like, opening a baseball. Then there's the uh, the first football game of the season, whether it's at Camp Rando or at Lambeau. There's always a terrific race like IndyCar at Road America, and then there's State Fair, and you can just mix and match whatever those happen to be. But uh, it, it's always to get, to get it underway and to be able to enjoy it out here and be at the Goose Island Ale House inside the Bud Pavilion is always fantastic. We're go- we were going to hear from Matt LaFleur. We'll hear from him coming up here in about uh, 20, 25 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Anna Zek is uh, with the, uh, the State Fair Foundation. That's correct. The executive director of the That's State Fair correct. Foundation. Okay, I want to make sure I got all that correct. So we were sitting here talking about the brownies, and Jim, who is kind of the uh, jack-of-all-trades around here at the Bud Pavilion, went, I'll go get you some. <laughs> and not only did he get me some, he, he brought you over. He drug you over with it. So this is awesome stuff. So because the brownies – now, for those that are watching on the live stream, and I can see we've got thousands of people, but this is how big they are. I mean, if you're looking at my hand I – got, I got big hands. I'm 6'5", <laughs> and I got big hands. Bigger than my hand. Look at that. It's huge. So talk about the brownies because everybody talks about the cream puffs, and I love cream puffs, but if you have to put a gun to my head, I'm a brownie dude all over the place. 
I'd eat these things for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I'd stack one on top of the other and have a brownie burger if I could. Uh, we love that. So the brownie has been a state fair tradition for many, many years, and it's always lived inside the Cream Puff Pavilion right across the right across the way from us. But this year we really felt like, you know, it's been the little sister to the cream puff. Let's make it its own shining star and move it over to the milk house so people could come over and visit us and right. pair the brownie with, you know, really fun flavored milks. So um, it is no longer in the cream puff pavilion. No so I've, that's where I've been directing everybody. So I'm glad I found that out because yeah. I, I didn't know that. So talk about the foundation because I know like certain things that go on around here, one of the things that uh, they did this year for like Wednesday Night Live, and it's here again, is the new, uh, the new container box bars, mm-hmm. and a portion of those proceeds also go to the foundation. So talk about what the foundation does sure. for the Wisconsin State Fair. So the Wisconsin State Fair Park Foundation is the nonprofit arm of the fair, and it's our mission to really help the fair to grow. So we support capital improvement projects like this whole new makeover um, that's taken place in Central Park with the new water feature. That's something uh, that was a project of the foundation. We also support park beautification, art programming. Um, We also support ag education for kids and a lot of different youth programs. So different things that, you know, really wouldn't happen, um, you know, if there were not a a nonprofit arm of the fair. So we're going to have Sherry Black on in the last hour of the program today, but I, I wanted to, the executive director of the fair, but I wanted to ask you, when you talk about all the charitable side of things, uh, the, the one thing that everybody noticed walking in today, the fountain's gone. There's a different fountain, but the fountain, the big fountain that's right here in the main mall, which has been here since, uh, as far as I know, yes. for forever, it's no longer here. And it's a little weird. People walk in, they go, wait a minute, what happened? It's not that it's a bad thing. It's just people hate change. And that was always the place to meet. You always met by the fountain because you knew where it was. Talk about why you guys did that. Yeah. So the fountain had some infrastructure problems. As you mentioned, it was very old. Right. Um, certainly a tradition, but, but needed, you know, a facelift. Um, and the thought was... You know, if we're going to redo the fountain, let's really redo the fountain. So the fair came up with this great plan to really, you know, pay tribute to all things Wisconsin. Um, A lot of thought was put into this new water feature that's on the south end. Mm -hmm. Um, Features all kinds of, you know, native stone to Wisconsin. Um, It's called the 1851 Steel and Stone commemorating the first fair that happened in the state of Wisconsin. There's also a monument to the one time that Abraham Lincoln was in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of paying tribute to it in a different way. It's a very Instagrammable spot with the um, the expo right behind and the sky glider kind of coming off the top. So I think you're going to see yeah. a lot of those pictures of, you know, generations of families. And the um, stones meeting. actually have, they're carved where yeah. I, I, it's either carved in the state of Wisconsin or it says Wisconsin State Fair in it. Correct. Um, they were they're from the state of Wisconsin, so they're right. all carved in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. There's water that comes out. It's, it's a very okay. lovely, lovely spot. For I saw them putting meeting. it together. I just haven't seen it all yeah. together. I haven't gotten over there yeah, yet. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. so what else? Uh, because I know the brownies are now down at the milk. Because yeah. by the way, the milk house is between the Expo Center and the Milwaukee Mile at the south end of the grounds. Correct, South Grandstand. Right. Just come on. So the South Grandstand and the Milwaukee Mile, and right between that and the Expo Center, that's where you can find the brownies. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to send people in the wrong direction and have people call me a liar. So that's the big (laughs) thing. And that was the reason I wanted to get you on, because I I love these things. So when they say the uh, blue ribbon uh, brownies, uh, I think is what they call them, correct? That's correct. So um, these things have been around for a long time. And I know there's been some tinkering with the possibility of making some different offshoots of these, correct me if I'm wrong. At one point, they were talking about possibly changing flavors or adding a flavor to it. Have they? Has that consideration been done? I had heard at one point that they were considering uh, offering different frostings. Maybe that's what it was. But we are sticking with 
you know, the traditional the blue ribbon yeah. recipe. Okay, just making yeah. sure. The Milk House has been around for years and years and years. Is yes. that the Bucks again, too? So the Milk House was started 30 years ago by the Senator, so Senator, Senator Cole, Cole, and then it transferred to the Milwaukee Bucks. They ran it for a number of years, and then last year generously donated it to the foundation. So the foundation runs it, we operate it, and okay. 100% of the proceeds of the brownies and the flavored milks all come back and are reinvested into the fair you love. That's always a, uh, there's always a line there, too. Oh, we, uh, yes, it's our biggest challenge to manage the line so we don't go out into the street. <laughs> right, right. And that was always yeah. the thing. It's I always thought, boy, they, you could probably put that almost anywhere yeah. with a big space and fill that space no problem. For most people, it's a must-do. Yeah. The, their fair visit is, you know, not complete without a visit right. to the milk house. Now, everything's spit, polished, and, and ready to go for this season. What is on the docket that you guys are considering, say, in the upcoming years? So we are run by an awesome 15-person board of directors, and we always start meeting in October to start talking about the year ahead. So I can't even disclose what the new projects are going to be. We'll be voting on them very soon. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there is, because I know you guys, kind of, like last year it was the mall. Yes. The, the main area down the middle leading up to the sky glider, or not to the sky glider, but the, the, the giant slide. Mm -hmm. All of that was redone. The lighting was redone. It, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, and it's a, it's, it's a sellable spot. It's like you said, an Instagram spot mm -hmm. from all the different seating and everything. And, but the thing that I've noticed about uh, around here is also a lot of the roadways because the infrastructure was starting to crumble. You guys have done a lot of work and repaving a lot of that as well here. Yes, and Sherry can probably speak you know, directly sure. to some of those infrastructure improvements. Um, the foundation really comes in, you know, at the at the end. Okay. Uh, we put the finishing touches on a gotcha. lot of the projects. Um, she works on the house and you decorate yeah, it. we do. Is that what it is? It's a good partnership. <laughs> it's a good partnership. That's awesome. Well, you guys have been around uh, a long time. You've done a great job. I, I like you. a lot of the different uh, things, like the container bars, not only here but at the north end as well, yeah. that have been added. Uh, there's some uh, different uh, things this year. Liquor has been added and some mixed drinks. As uh, long as it's done responsibly, I know everybody's uh, checking on that but a lot of cool stuff around here and thank you for bringing over the brownies i gotta oh, get i gotta get three them. more because i gotta take six of them for sure out we'll to sturgis we'll, south we'll dakota but my god over. those things are absolutely oh, positively thank awesome you. yeah come to the milk house or any order at the charity bar and 30 percent of those sales also comes back and is reinvested really? into the fair. that's how much yeah. it is 30 percent of that percent from the charity bar and a hundred percent at the milk house so the charity bar for those that don't know is right here in the main mall area that's again correct. where the water feature yeah. used to be and new water feature is but it's a container bar right in the middle, and it mm -hmm. says charity bar real big. Real big. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks so much for coming Thank over. This you. Because I didn't expect you to walk in. I'm like, this is awesome. So we actually got a hand-delivered uh, box of brownies. This is completely awesome. So thanks <laughs> we'll so much. We'll keep them coming. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show live at the Wisconsin State Fair coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm coming. Hi, Mark Tauscher. Boy, you just never know when or where you're going to pop up. This time, it's my house. Can I come in? Uh, you're already standing in my living room. Ah, uh, Tausch, you have mosquitoes in here. Oh, yeah. It's like an insect zoo right now at my house. Heads up, here comes that wasp again. Incoming! Shoo! You need Pella's 250 series of windows with exclusive hidden screens. They fit inside the actual window and protect you from nature. Okay, now that's just brilliant. Yes, please. Pella, windows and doors of Wisconsin to the rescue. You got anything to drink around here? Yeah, just go right ahead and make yourself at home, I guess. Ooh, root beer. 
Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, bundle and save. Get a 250 series patio door and eight double hung windows with hidden screens for as low as $188 per month. Visit PellaWI.com today. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 831-23. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are live. We're at the Wisconsin State Fair. Thanks to Anna Zek for coming over. Never expected that. I didn't. And uh, I did tell her, I said, I need some more uh, Need some more boxes. I said, just, you know, bring them over. Give me the bill. And I'm, as I'm literally sitting here on the air and talking to her, and I apparently I have my mic on when uh, people can hear me uh, on the live stream off the air. Um, but uh, I, I'm getting friends that are texting me. Uh, that we're going to Sturgis with, and I got some friends in Ohio that said, oh, my God, the Blue Ribbon Brownies got to send me a box. So I, I got to package those things up, so we got a couple more boxes coming over. So they are so awesome, so awesome. And, Angie, uh, the cream puffs are, are awesome as well, absolutely. I, I, am, uh, I am a fan of both, but I, if you put a gun to my head, I am uh, face first into the brownies. Just love those things. Now. It, uh, it is about uh, 12 and a half hours worth of workouts to work them off, but uh, they, are, they are so worth it. Oh, my God, they are so worth it. So there you go. Um, Luke says, hey, Bill, what is your go-to fair food? My go-to fair food. There, there's a couple of them. If I, first of all, if I had to say, I'll be honest with you, Every year, the Sporky entry that the Bud Pavilion comes up with is always great. Um, this year, I have not tried. Uh, we will try here eventually, and I'll show them to you on the live stream. Uh, the uh, the uh, funnel fries. The funnel fries um, that they have. So, But they have the – God love Leanne Hawk, uh, who runs the Bud Pavilion. She, every year, she makes sure – that they have those giant puffed mini corn dogs for me. And that's it. they're on the menu now here. I love those things. I could eat just two little things of those, and I would be good for the rest of the day. But there's so much good that's out here, you know. Um, now, if you're talking about just a, a, a food, Dogzilla. The corn dog that's like three dogs on a stick. They're like two and a half feet long, and they're obscene. <laughs> They're obscene to eat, right? You got to go in a corner and make sure you look around like you're robbing a bank and eat them by yourself because they're just obscene. They're huge. Um, but, you all, you know, you got to always, you know, there's funnel cakes and there's, you know, all the stuff that's fattening for you. There's the gyro uh, place. Now, I will say the Lion's Roasted Corn. They dip that corn in that butter, and you got to do one of those every year too. Those, when, so when you say go to, you got to do that. Got to do the corn down there with the uh, the Lions Club. So that's another one that everybody uh, tends to, to flock to. But the Euros across the way here are really good. Um, God, that's that's a great question. Uh, back when Albanese's was here, you would go to Albanese's and you get the meatballs at Albanese's. You had to go over there. You get the giant turkey legs from the charcoal grill. You can get those. So, 
Man, that's, there's Saz's. Saz's has the mozzarella sticks that they're famous for. You go down to Saz's, you grab the mozzarella sticks. I mean, I could, I could wax nostalgic about this place, but you have to go over to the Ag Producers Building, and you can kind of graze your way through that. They have the tastings over there. And the pork producers, oh, my God, the stuff they do with pork uh, pork chops and such, when they butterfly those things, and they've done everything from a cranberry sauce on top of them because obviously this state is known for cranberries as well. They have this thick cranberry sauce uh, to, to many other things that they do with pork chops in different glazes. So, uh, you know, oh, my God, you can go do that all day. But really, I think a lot of people get here and they follow the Sporkies. Um, they go to the Sporky Award winners, and every place there's a Sporky, you go and try that too. So, I mean, I can go on and on and bore your, bore the hell out of you the rest of the day with fair talk, but that's just some of it. So there you go. It, but it's 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 Wisconsin. It's the taste of Wisconsin, and I and I absolutely positively love it. You know, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. John says, done with the owner. He's cheap. We need an owner or an owners with deep pockets to be competitive. Sorry to say, John. What are you? Are, are you? You're talking about what? Mark Atanasio. I think the Brewers did a really good job. And as far as when you say to be competitive, they are competitive. Where have you been? They, they the Brewers are competitive. You know, Millie's Sausage, Jimbo, oh, my God, Millie's. How did I forget Millie's? Holy crap. Thank you very much. Millie's Sausage is awesome. But the Brewers are competitive. And the moves they made, there wasn't any big-name move that was out there other than, like, a Justin Verlander, and you don't want to do that. So I thought the Brewers did really well. As a matter of fact, most grades you look, whether it's MLB, ESPN, uh, I was looking at uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, I was reading Yahoo Sports yesterday. All of them grade the Brewers at like a BB plus for the moves that they made. You know, um, I I like what the Brewers did. They didn't go crazy. They didn't give up the farm, and yet they got better than what it is they had. And when you look at it and you get a guy like Miley back, like yesterday it was just Montesario who's been hitting the hell out of the ball, playing third base, coughed one up. Maybe making a move to bring in Devin Williams in a, in a safe situation might not have been the best thing after pitching him the night before and then pitching him the next day in less than 24 hours in a day game. Okay. I can see Pineapps was throwing the ball well. I can see that. I can go with that understanding. Certainly, that is something, that's a situation you can second guess. But they got better. Now, come the offseason, yeah, you know what? If they say Corbin Burns is, you know, jettisoned and out of here and, you know, they try to go cheap on Woodruff or what have you, yeah, you know, I understand it. But then again, you're not going to find a bunch of owners. And, and I hate to say this because on one hand, I agree. I want to see the Brewers spend more money. I'm with you, okay? I'm with you. I want to see them spend more money. However, I want to see them spend more money correctly on the right things. Because, again, you look, you go to, you know, where this team is at, you, you, you know, as far as Major League Baseball and the standings goes, who's on top right now in the American League East? Who's on top? It's the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles are on top. It's not the almighty Yankees. It's not the almighty Red Sox. It's not the big spending teams. It's not. 
It's the Baltimore Orioles. You want to know where the Orioles are ranked? 28th overall in payroll. They've spent a total of $70 million. The Orioles. Tampa Bay's right behind them. Tampa Bay, $77 million. Cincinnati leading the division. They're 24th, $92 million. Miami Marlins are hanging around for a wild card. They're only $100 million. The Arizona Diamondbacks, second right now out west, $118 million, 21st. The Brewers, second, a half game back in the National League Central, 19th, $125 million. The Cardinals spent money. They're dead last. The Yankees, ton of money, dead last. The Mets, ton of money, dead last. San Diego, ton of money, second to last. Now, granted, you got the Texas Rangers, they're on top. Dodgers, on top. Houston made a big move. They picked up Verlander. But look at the Angels. Angels, eighth overall in spend expenditures, $235 million. They're nowhere to be found. They're terrible. They're terrible. So it's not all, all the time about the money, the total money that is spent just to dig into your pocket to dig into your pocket the only thing i want to see them do what i would love to see the milwaukee brewers do this this would be the area that i could say i would agree with you on i would love to see the brewers pay corbin burns i'd rather see and, and not long term but i don't think corbin burns would go for that what if they said corbin will pay you 40 million a year over four years i i would i would love to do that if I'm a Brewers fan, that's spending the money and keeping the guy that you brought up. He gets $160 million right here, right now. The problem is because he's starting to pitch better and he's already got a Cy Young in his back pocket that he's probably going to get eight years at $250 million. And the Brewers aren't going to do that. They don't want to tie that money up for that long a period of time. But if they say would do $35 million, $30 million, $40 million for four years, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Do that in a heartbeat. That's what I would love to see them do, but I just don't know if they're going to end up doing that before it's all said and done. Uh, Paul, you got a great point, too. He said take away all the injuries, and they are contenders. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. With the Road America Season Pass, you have access to over 50 days of on-track action. Half-price entry for the Sunset Cruise and Morning Drive events. Select private track rentals, the annual Season Pass holder luncheon, and so much more. Go to RoadAmerica.com. 